Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. I started Smart Property Advisor um, to be the antichrist, if you like, of all the spruikers and spivs in the marketplace because the tragedy that I've had to help people get through who have been caught by them is is quite harrowing and it's quite stressful. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with property advisor Kevin Lee who joined ANZ at the age of 40 to uncover more about finance before beginning his property investing journey. You'll discover how he became the antichrist for Spruikers and how you can make your portfolio work for you through positive gearing. Initially, Lees didn't know enough about property investing which is something that held him back from taking the first step. I knew that I needed to do something. After I went broke in that business that was you know, based on fraudulent numbers, I had to restart and at 40, 41 years of age, that's a pretty confronting situation, especially for somebody who's you know, had a, a career in retail management, um, not university educated, certainly not born with mobile phones and um, internet and technology as part of their um, platform growing up or going through school. I needed to do something. I figured that I would learn as much as I could about business. I figured I would learn as much as I could about the property investment scene. I didn't trust the stock market. I'm still not a fan of the stock market. Um, the biggest impediment was I didn't know what I didn't know. In the beginning, Lee found Jan Summers to be his go-to person who helped him build his foundation for property investing. I started reading as many books as I could get. I was um, pointed towards a lady named Jan Summers, S-O-M-E-R-S. Jan's still around. Um, she... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and, and probably one of the better um, knowledge sources uh, in Australia for being able to you know, build a successful portfolio of properties that are long-term that will give you, you know, if you're lucky enough to get capital growth, that's a bonus, but will give you a solid income once they're debt-free. And I read all of her books and then I you know, went on from there and, and um, learned some stuff from different people, learned some things not to do, certainly came across a number of the people that none of us should ever get to know. Lee passionately talks about negative gearing and how it doesn't work. Negative gearing is you're supporting your tennis lifestyle. There's two other things that I say to my clients is that negative negative gearing must have been created to make a poor investment look better because that's exactly what it does. When you think about the whole concept of negative gearing, you've got interest-only loans, you've got tax deductibility, 
it'll be all right on the you know <clears throat> in the in the long run when the value of the property goes up it's all right to lose money on the way through if you look at what an investment's meant to do all of that is so counter to what you've been taught by the likes of Warren Buffett about what an investment really should do so if that's the case if a ne- if negative gearing was created to make an in- a poor investment look better then the other thing that goes hand in hand with that is an interest only loan and an interest only loan is essentially you renting the money that's all you're doing you're renting the money off the bank so you're renting the money on the on the hope and prayer that the value of the property will go up so that you can sell it pay back the loan and walk away with the profit and start all over again or or potentially draw equity from it to be able to invest into other properties yes as long as your income is enough to be able to do that because income is what drives the ability to borrow nothing else we had liar loans there for a long time the low doc and no doc loans those liar loans are long gone that don't exist and they should never come back so if you've got to prove your income it is so much harder today than it was 2 weeks ago to prove your income to a bank it is so much has changed with the regulations in place now yeah i mean up until july 2015 not one bank took any notice of that thing called apra but in july 2015 the apra came out and said we want you to tighten your belts and yeah you, know, you got to put more capital away and the banks all got together i would imagine in a little huddle and said that means we can just more make more profit we can put interest rates up and do whatever we like and we know exactly what they did and uh, they've just done the same again and they'll continue to do it now lee's decision to invest in property in opposition to other investment vehicles was based on tangibility and the ability to control how you manage it. Property is real. It's called real estate. So it's it's got some value within the Australian psyche. It's also got some value in real terms. The worst thing that can happen to a property is it can drop in value. It rarely will drop to zero. As opposed to shares that are just a piece of paper. and depending on what the managing director does with his personal assistant or executive assistant the value of that share can drop dramatically including to zero through no fault of yours and you have no control over that you have all the control in the world over your own property but you have no control over the shares you own in a company mm just like how you can take a, a, a really run down property and turn it into something that's much better and a lot more beautiful than it was before Yeah, one of the things I do when I'm educating my clients about that type of security and why is is this, you know, having worked in a bank, you get to learn a lot. They take three types of uh security when they're lending you money. And the first one is shares. Um they'll lend you what's called um, they'll could lend you money on what's called a margin loan. You're probably familiar with that. Mhm. Yeah, if you buy commercial property, they'll they'll lend you money against that property. If you buy residential property, they'll lend you money against that. The margin loan is the highest interest rate out of all three. It's also got the lowest um um what would you say? lowest appeal to the bank. So the maximum if you went to any of the major four banks and said I want to buy some of your shares on a margin loan, the maximum LVR that they'll lend you is 70%. So they'll lend between 20 and 70% depending on the the share and what they think of that particular company. So of their own shares they don't think enough to give you more than 70% and the interest rate today is around the 9% mark on those could be a bit lower now but i haven't looked for a long time 
So 70% maximum. If you go and buy commercial property, they'll lend you 65%. That's their comfort range, but they will go up to 80% for good clients. That means good clients who have got plenty of cash flow and plenty of other asset backing. They'll lend you 80% on the proviso that you drop that to 70% um, in the short term. So in other words, a, a fairly rapid debt reduction program as part of the plan. The interest rate on that anywhere between 5 and seven and a half at the moment. Residential property, they used to, up until recently, lend you 95% and you could get that at 3.7% interest rate. So the banks know uh, their game. Their game is to make money. They're pretty good, pretty good at that in this country, Tyrone, by the way. Yeah, I um, agree. The net, net profit after tax this year was about $31 billion between just the top four. Lee's property investment strategy was centered on making his properties doing all the work. The strategy was that I needed the property to be able to pay its own way. In other words, the, the tenant needed to pay to pay enough in sorry, pay enough rent to pay off the principal and interest on the loan. Yep. I didn't always win on that. I had to go interest only on a couple of properties, but at least there was some debt reduction happening on others. To do this, he focused on purchasing properties which produce positive cash flow and choosing the right location at the most optimal time. He also speaks about the changes taking place in the market and the importance of securing your future through investing. And I've talked about baby boomers. Most people don't understand that there's 5.6 million baby boomers in Australia. And that's, that's 24.8% of our population. But the scary part of that is that they're all looking to retire in a 12-year period. So if they came through the workforce and were buying and active and doing all the same thing at the same time and now we're coming to a 12-year period where they're all exiting, that's a game changer. And this is why Joe Hockey was running around there back in 2015 with the intergenerational report saying you people should take notice of it. And I know Joe and I told him that he needed to be stronger on what he was saying there because he wasn't getting the message across. Um, the social security system, yeah, our, um, whatever else it's called, I can't remember now, Centrelink, um, it's technically insolvent and it's not, get, it's not going to get better. I, I don't think it will be because you can't rely on that for long term. The government won't have enough money to support all the pensions in the future. Yeah, on page 8 or 9 of the um, executive summary of that particular document, it said that in 1975, there were 7.4 or 7, I think it was 7.7 .7 people in the available workforce and the available workforce is recognised as people between the ages of 15 and 64 years of age. So 7.7 .7 people in 1975 for every one person 65 years and over. So every person on a pension or other government system, there were 7.7 .7 people paying tax. When they released when they released that document, there were 4.7 people for everyone. And, and I said to Joe at the time, I said, you missed something, mate. He said, what? I said, you missed the fact that in 1975, most 15 to 24-year-olds were actually in the workforce. They were having fun. They were learning. They were, they were working. They were apprentices. They were out there, and they were enjoying life as well. Not that many were at uni. In 2015, all of the 15 to 22-year-olds were either at school or university. So take half a percent off that number and half a percent off the future number. So you come down to 4.2 and 2.2. We don't have enough taxpayers to support the system just now. Uh, it's going to get worse.
So if there's no future Centrelink system or social security system, people need to be saying to themselves now, what, do I, what am I going to do? So how do I create a future? And that's what I did back in 19, no, not 1941. When I was 41, I said, how am I going to have a retirement because I've got nothing right now. I think we had $37,000 to start with in a second-hand car. Um, so I figured that if I did property the right way and I did it with the, the long-term plan rather than the short-term gain plan, that I'd come out okay. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Lee's strategy. If the tenant could at least pay off the loan, then somewhere down the track, I would have an asset base uh, with, that would be unencumbered with a rental uh, income attached that I could live off at that stage. A habit or state of mind which has contributed to his success? That I figured out, you know, that's really the difference between real success or um, pretense is it's, if it doesn't get you out of bed and doesn't drive you every day, then it's not real. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Looking at buying or investing in property, unsure of where and what to buy, many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. To achieve his goals, Lee calculated the annual income he would need to sustain his lifestyle. He was motivated to do so after having a near-death experience which would impact the rest of his life. I figured out that I needed to buy properties that would pay for themselves and I might have to cover some council and water and strata levies and all that sort of stuff on the way through but if the, if the tenant could at least pay off the loan, then somewhere down the track I would have an asset base uh, with, that would be unencumbered with a rental income attached that I could live off at that stage. For me, I needed at least, look, my goal was to have at least $150,000 to $200,000 annual income in retirement. I had a medical event happen. I'm not sure if you know that. Um, back in December 2015, I contracted Legionnaire's disease, which is a bacteria, and it almost killed me. I was two hours from death when I was admitted to hospital. That was a game changer. In fact, the, the specialist who saved my life that day said to me at quarter to 10 the night that um, he did, uh, when I woke up, he said, I saved your life today. I gave you a second chance. Don't waste it. So um, that's tattooed on my left forearm um, so that I don't forget because I've had to make a lot of life changes, including did I want to work until I was 65? Did I want to continue to build my little um, empire of um, a couple of businesses? Or did I want to actually just enjoy the rest of my life with my wife and family and friends and see the rest of the world? And that's what we're doing. So I've taken a backward step. Um, we've sold some properties off. Uh, as I said, we're moving to Byron Bay. And my income will drop down to about 100000 a year, but that will also be from an unencumbered property portfolio. A personal habit which Lee lives by is to always do the right thing by other people. 
He shares with us some horror stories of times he has aided those who have been taken advantage of. Never give up. Um, I like Simon Sinek's uh, Why. You know, it was only when I found out about Simon a few years ago and started to you know, watch his TED Talks and read some of his books that I figured out, you know, that's really the difference between real success or um, pretense. Is it's, If it doesn't get you out of bed and doesn't drive you every day, then it's not real. And I'm sure that um, you and the other guys that we both know um, are driven that way too. It's not for money. It's not for any other reason. It's because it's the right thing to do for yourself or it's the right thing to do for other people. You know, I, I started Smart Property Advisor um, to be the antichrist, if you like, of all the spruikers and spivs in the marketplace because the tragedy that I've had to help people get through who have been caught by them is is quite harrowing and it's quite stressful. You know, um, two particular ladies come to mind, One, both the same age as they were when they were caught up in the, the web of deceit, both 50 and both single. You know, one was probably divorced, the other was uh, widowed. Um, the one that was widowed, she owned her own home in Marsfield here in Sydney uh, with no debt. They caught her up and got her to buy a property. She knew nothing about what she was doing and wasn't educated by the group that did it and had a mental breakdown, lost her job, did all sorts of things um, and came was brought to me by another client. And at the time, her debt was like something like $800,000, $700,000. And this woman had no income and you know, had earned $50,000 a year at the best of years and should never have been given that debt and this this whole financial disaster and weight to uh, manage on her own. Um, all I could do was I worked for free for her. I put the asset on the lender to drop her rate because she was being absolutely taken advantage of by the lender and the introducer on the interest rate. It was way more than 1% above the market. Uh, I made them take a haircut on that. I made them restructure without any penalties to her. I got her to sell the property in Queensland that she was convinced into buying and paid out that part of the loan. That lady still today has $160,000 debt on her home in Marsfield. She was unencumbered when she started five years ago, six years ago. <clears throat> that is tragic. The other lady that comes to mind, um, I couldn't save her house. Um, and this is really bad because it was a house in um, Glenhaven. Um, and as you know, uh, being out in this area, they have very nice homes in Glenhaven. Yep. She lost her house just before this boom. And she lost it because of a group who also have a very high profile and say that they are you know, above reproach and all that sort of stuff. The only thing I could do for that particular lady was put intervention in place because she was going to commit suicide. So I saved her. Lee also shares some of the inspirational books which he would recommend on renovations and mindset. Look, the Renault Kings um, from Brisbane put out a really good book a couple of years ago. Jeff Deutsch and Paul Eslick, I think it is. And the book is Real People, I think, Unreal Wealth or Unreal Results or something like that. Yeah, you could easily search it. Really good book on how to renovate for profit, not renovate for ego. One of the best life, life books uh, that I can recommend is one that's very little known. It's called The Ultimate Gift. I can't remember the author's name now. Um, it's about how you live your life, not spend your life. It's an ex excellent book for most people to start out and start to get a, a, a bit of a handle on who they are and why, you know, what their why might be. 
The movie, the movie of the book is excellent. If you want to watch that with your kids, excellent. Can't recommend that highly enough. If you like to connect with Kevin Lee, the best way is via our website is Smart Property Advisor. That's with an ER in the advisor. So smartpropertyadvisor.com.au, and、uh, follow the links there. The office number is double eight five eight three two five eight. So we've done a lot of educating, a lot of boardroom events over the last few years.、Um, so there's two programs: there's the intro, and then there's obviously the the full mentoring and training. That's going to become an online course、um, in the next few months. I'm not doing live anymore because obviously moving to Byron Bay,、um, we're going to、uh, change that. But the information will still be available for people.、Uh, I also got pushed into is probably the way to say it. Pushed into becoming a buyer's agent for our clients. And that's、um, become a very successful part of the business. So, not only do we teach people what sort of property works for them, if they haven't got the ability to buy it because they live interstate or overseas, so we've got a lot of expat clients, and I can actually go and you know find those properties, negotiate it, package it up, and、um, and present that to the client for their、um, review and approval. Thank you to Kevin Lee, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar "Kevin Lee" and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise.、And、on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast dot com. <laughs>